Episode 984, It's Time for No Time to Die Time. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. That's the James Bond theme for people who couldn't quite pick up the musical note. Devono. I'm Ben Devono. Ben Devono. I thought you were gonna. Oh. I thought that's where you're going with that. No, I, I mostly just wanted to do the theme, uh, which I know you're you you don't like when we do copyrighted material, but I think that one's probably okay. <laughs> uh, I we're back. We're back, everybody. Hello, listeners, and we're doing the intro now. In about two hours, we'll be sitting in our movie theater seats to see No Time to Die for the first time. It's opening night. It's October seventh, twenty twenty one. Uh, we'll open it out here in America. I'm sure there's people around the world that have seen it before us. Yes, Many it's people. been out for a few weeks over yeah. in Europe. So Dune uh, is out in Europe. I, I never wanted to go to Europe so bad in my life. So we're doing the intro here at my home. We're going to go to the theater and we'll do... So the rest of the episode you hear after this will be uh, on our little mini recorder, which we have not used. Uh, what I deleted today was Cats. Oh my goodness. That's the last time we did an on, on the scene report. We didn't do one for Tenet? Did we just come back here for Tenet? You know what? You're right. It was Tenet. I didn't listen to it. I just was, as I was deleting, oh. so I, I use an SD card to record that. And I, as I was deleting it, I was like, oh, this must be Cats. But you're right. It must have been Tenet. So yeah, we have seen in the last almost two years, we've seen only those two movies together. Cats, yeah. Tenet, and now this will be the third movie we've seen together. And, and we used to go to movies, I don't know, fairly frequently, a few times a year, maybe. But like, I know a lot of people have been like, oh, with COVID, I haven't been to the movie theater. I think I've gone just as often. Oh, really? Yeah. I have gone less often, for sure, but mostly because there were no movies coming out. That that does put that a That makes a big difference. Uh, all right. So in the news episode, you started talking about what you're expecting, and I do feel like that might be good material for the intro here, kind of almost some prophecies of what we could see. Yeah. So, so d- just to reset, and I, I want to hear your uh, where you're expecting it to slot in, but I'd said... Uh, I of the Daniel Craig run, of course, I love Skyfall. In fact, I think Skyfall is the best James Bond movie. Period. Period. Of all James Bond. All Bonds. Okay. Uh, and then Casino Royale is number two. And I think those are both on a, you know, the elite tier of Bond movies. Then not a fan of Quantum of Solace. I think there's about 15 minutes worth of interesting material in it that forms an epilogue to Casino. And the rest of it is just a very, very bad movie. And uh, I am a fan of Spectre. A lot of people don't like Spectre. So Spectre, I think, is flawed. I think there there's some definite issues with Spectre. But I enjoy it. I think it's a really good movie. So I'm expecting No Time to Die, though, to slot right in the middle. So I expect this to be uh, better than Spectre and Quantum. But I don't expect it to reach that elite tier of Casino Royale and Skyfall. That said... Riding the emotional high out of the movie theater, yeah. I may say statements that I later retract about where this lands in my rankings. I think we're on the same page because I love Casino Royale. Yep. I really like Skyfall, not the same way you do. So I would rank, I believe my ranking leaving the theater today will be Casino Royale, Skyfall, No Time to Die, Spectre, Quantum of Solace. I yeah. think that will be my ranking. Uh, when it comes to, even though it's in the middle, will I consider it great or just good? Time will tell. I think it will be good. Yeah, but, like in that the kind of elite tier of Bond mm-hmm. movies, I I just don't expect it to crack that, and that's okay because I just to refresh everybody, I put five movies in that tier uh, from the Bond series. So uh, Skyfall, and then really, and I could 
be argued into the order for the rest of them, but in no particular order, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Goldfinger, uh, Spy Who Loved Me, and Casino Royale. To me, that is the elite tier of Bond movies, and it, there's no shame in a movie not cracking that. Yeah. And to me, Daniel Craig has always been, well, always, I should say, as we as I recently watched every Bond movie in 2019, uh, Daniel Craig came out for sure as my number one Bond. His movies are my favorite. So my number one and two of all Bond are Casino Royale, number one, Skyfall, number two, of everything Bond. Yeah, but you don't actually like Bond that much outside of Daniel Craig. That might be true. I think that we have established that. So anything else we want to say to set the stage? Yeah, a few things. So I know we've talked about a little bit in the past what we're expecting, because I I do think this movie is going to give Bond, Daniel Craig's Bond, more of an ending than we've ever seen for a Bond. So if we think about it, just how the other Bonds went out, uh, you know, Diamonds Are Forever was Sean Connery's last one. I'm not counting uh, Never Say Never Mm -hmm. Again. and. You know, there's no real ending to that. Of course, George Lazenby only does the one. Uh, Roger Moore, View to a Kill, which is, you know, if I was going to have a six entry in the elite Bond tier, oh, it's not quite that good, but mm-hmm. it is. I do love View to a Kill. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, there's nothing really special there about his ending. He's in bed with a woman or actually in the shower with a woman. So he's just doing a Bond thing. Timothy Dalton, License to Kill, same thing. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Well, you could say the franchise might have suffered a death in uh, Die Another Day, but he did not. So Bond has never really had an ending. I am expecting this movie to feel like the end of Bond's story for the first time ever, but I'm not expecting Bond to die, and you oh. disagree. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up, because I have, I've i been trying to avoid trailers, just in general, that's my policy, but yep. I did see the trailer for this at Shang-Chi, and my wife also, oh, she's not following the Bond movies, and she was also watching a trailer, and she kind of whispered to me that she it looked to her as if they were setting the stage for him to die. I think she asked me, is he going to die in this movie? So, so I'm torn. On one hand, I think it would make sense for him to die in this movie. On the other hand, if they're marketing it, trying to make people think that, then he's definitely not going to die. I just don't see them ever going that far. Right. I could see it being a definitive retirement. I could see it being, you know, Bond is out. I could see, even see him maybe being wounded, but even that's too far. And part of the reason why is, remember, Danny Boyle was supposed to direct this movie first. This is not confirmed. But one of the rumors for what led to that divorce was that Bo- Danny Boyle wanted to kill Bond. Uh, right. that, that's, that could be totally untrue. So we could walk out three hours, four hours from now and be like, well, that wasn't it because Bond is dead. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just don't see them going that far. But I do expect it to be an ending. So I, I'll just because you're taking the stand that he's not going to die, I'll say that he is going to die, although I don't feel very strongly about it. And usually I would wait for the outro to ask you this next question. But since what you're going to hear next, we'll have more information. It'll be interesting for me to ask this question now. Where does the Bond series go after this? Let's say he lives. Yeah. So he lives. Do they, like you said, they're kind of bringing an end to the story. This, what we saw with Daniel Craig, was a reboot of sorts. Do we see another sort of reboot? Or do we see the story continuing on just so there's a different Bond now? And they just kind of ignore... I, I think we're assuming yeah. there's going to be an ending. So they ignore elements of this and just move forward. Like Ben... Uh, what would you say? Wisha. Yeah. Maybe he'll be Q in the next movie, but it'll be a different Bond. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I want, and then I, I can make some predictions. And by the way, just one last thing. On, is Bond going to die? If there's a definitive trump card to the argument he's not you think of that that apple documentary we watched with barbara broccoli is just gushing over him if daniel craig 
called her and said, I want to play Bond one more yeah. time, he'd be Bond. Okay. Yeah. So there's no way that she closed the door on okay. that. So I, 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 will, I will honestly be shocked if they kill Bond. I don't think it is a good idea. That said, if it happens, I will evaluate it in the context of the movie. Okay. So I'm, as an idea with no other context, I'm against it. But I'm open-minded enough to look at it if it happens. Uh, but yeah, so I really hope they keep uh, Money Penny and M and Ben and Q as the same actors because I, I love all three of mm-hmm. them. I forget the name of, of who plays uh, uh, Money Penny, but uh, Ray Fiennes is just so good. Um, and there's precedent for that. Even through a reboot, they kept Judy Dench on as as M, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they did because boy, was that that great. Yeah, you're right. There is precedent, so they could easily keep this cast. Even if they kill us. Sort of reboot yeah. Bond. Yeah. But still have Q, Money Penny, M in place. I don't see them doing an origin story with the next Bond like they did with uh, Casino Royale. So if only because Casino Royale, for every iteration of Bond, that is the origin story. You cannot have an origin story for Bond that isn't Casino Royale. That would just be wrong. I mean, I, I know you could. They could do it. Uh, but I would be very against that approach. I'll tell you what I want, and it's not going to happen. But this is what I want. I want the next Bond to – parts of this could happen, but you'll hear the part that won't in a second. I want the next Bond uh, to be somebody who's maybe a little older, not like retirement age. But I think a shorter run would be good, and I think that will happen because I think they'll probably target you know, a transition bond, if you will, which is a little bit of what happened between uh, Connery and Moore with uh, George Lazenby. I, for, for symmetrical reasons, I hope he's there for three films because that's the only tenure we haven't had. We've had one, two, yeah. four, five, six, and seven. Okay. Or maybe not seven. Yeah, seven. No, not seven. Roger Moore did six. Okay. I think. I don't know. I get, definitely it know doesn't matter. Um, so I hope we have somebody who does three just for symmetry reasons. But if I had to guess, it's one or two. I think they'll have a transition bond as the next one. What I would love to see, though, is a period piece. Hmm. Bond in the Cold War. Okay. So set it in the 60s and 70s. Okay. Because yeah. then you can go back with gadgets and everything. I don't think that will happen during Barbara Broccoli's tenure because the theme of her whole tenure has been Bond is relevant to the modern age. That was the theme in GoldenEye. That's been the theme throughout Daniel Craig's run to the detriment of Spectre, by the way, because like Skyfall was the final word on that. And then with Spectre, my number one criticism about Spectre is we go right back to that mm-hmm. well. And it's like, is Bond relevant for the modern age? No, we just had the movie on this question. You don't revisit that here. Yeah. And I think it was in part Sam Mendes just not being sure what else to do with the character. Okay. Uh, so I would love to see period James Bond, Cold War Bond. And I think a two, three movie run like that would just be phenomenal. So maybe a, a two or three movie arc that ties so they're connected but they're in the cold war i don't even want them to be connected okay, so i want to go back to each one being their own okay uh and i think also you know it's like you've got the mission possible franchise is such a juggernaut that's really a way to differentiate yourself okay another off the wall way to do it now that amazon owns it and again this isn't happening and i'm not sure i would want it to happen um would be to do a mini series mm-hmm. you know and, and kind of the premier HBO style TV. I've heard, is it the Broccoli family? Yeah. I don't think I'm saying that right. They won't do that. I've heard they don't want to yeah. do that. So I don't expect that at all. And I'm not saying I even want that, but it would be interesting. So I want period James Bond. What I'm expecting to get is uh, a shorter tenured transition Bond. 
and I think those actors will stay around. Okay, and ju- this is just for me. I did watch the documentary last night on Apple, uh, just to, and it worked as a refresher for me. But can you just catch me up on what you think I should be aware of for tonight that happened in Spectre? For example, I know that the female character from that movie is here again. Yeah, Madeline and, Swan and Blofeld is in this one as well. Yep. So tell me what what you think I should know from Spectre to be ready for No Time to to Die. S- yes, I keep bl- wanting to say No Time to Kill. That uh, does not make any sense. He will have time no, to kill. No time to die. Okay. So. A few things that are relevant for Spectre. So, number one, Madeline Swan is Mr. White's daughter. And remind me, Mr. White, he was a bad guy? Yeah, he was the leader of Q. Or not of Quantum. So, he's the one who Bond shoots at the end of Casino Royale and kidnaps. Okay. And then he dies in Spectre. So, Bond kills her dad. No, her dad kills himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that scene. Yeah. Okay. But Mr. White was... Before we had the rights to Spectre, this is Quantum. It's definitely not Spectre for okay. any copyright courts who are looking at this. So he was a Diet Blofeld. Oh, uh, so he. But so it, in some ways, you could think of his new female love interest as almost not really, but um, almost Blofeld's daughter. Yeah, because the the retcon was Spectre, and by the way, I think it was a good one. The I don't like that they connected Silva to Spectre, but it was totally the right choice to make Quantum connected to Spectre. Is that uh, Quantum is a subsidiary of Spectre? Totally makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, so Madeline Swan is Bond or is Mr. White's uh, daughter. Okay. Uh, Blofeld is captured at the end of Spectre, which I saw on the internet. Somebody said this would have been so much better if they'd done a, a, a three movie arc. You know, don't have Blofeld captured in the first one. Totally agree. They probably didn't because they knew they couldn't get Daniel Craig for three mm-hmm. more. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the Blofeld storyline is a little bit rushed. I would expect Blofeld to play more of a Hannibal Lecter type role in this mm-hmm. than I don't think he'll be a premier villain. I just want to go back to Swan. What are the implications that she's White's daughter? Well, we'll get to that because then at the end of, uh, of Spectre, she and Bond, Bond steals the Aston Martin from Q, Q Branch, yep. and he and Madeline Swan drive off because she told him, "I, you know, I love you, but I can't be a part of this." So he essentially goes into retirement, and there, I don't think this is any type of spoiler, but where No Time to Die will open, they are living in Jamaica. So in retirement, in a sense, they ride off into the sunset, Inspector. Yes. So he's giving up the spy life. Supposedly, yes. So the it's the, almost like uh, this is kind of what happened with Jason Bourne at the end of Jason Bourne one, him and his female love interest uh, kind of go into hiding. And I think is it Jamaica? No, it's not. But is Jamaica it? But is it opens with but yeah, J- but then Jason Bourne two opens with uh, he and her in hiding. So that you think that's going to be a similar type of thing? Yeah, here? I mean Jamaica is a Bond location. Yeah. Ian Fleming lived there. His estate, Goldeneye, is where he wrote mm-hmm. most of the novels. You know, it's been a premier location in so many movies. So even if Bourne did that, you can't. That I'm not copying. Jamaica I'm just is, saying it reminds me. Yeah, and so the implication of why is it significant? She's Mr. White's daughter. I think the implication is that there will be elements of her past that play a role in so but she wasn't bad just her dad was bad right that's what we based on what we know now yes however inspector she knows a lot like she Mm -hmm. she's able to provide them with a lot of info on blofeld and and on specter uh and so you could look at that as maybe a dangling element that was out there all right i think we're ready i agree let's go to i'm so excited so the next time you hear us we'll have seen the movie because now we don't have to do our pre-show talk yeah we did it right here 
So we'll, we'll have seen the movie and we'll be here with our spoiler-filled thoughts. So spoilers for No Time to Die right now. I was not expecting him to be a woman this whole time. Well, actually, after the after we get back, I'll ask you a question about James Bond. Okay, sounds. All right, we're here, Ben. Oh, we we just had time for No Time to Die. Yep. And now the movie's dead. So is James Bond against all expectations, or at least my expectations. And they really blew him up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they did. He, he went out. I'll say this, because I'm on the record saying I don't like the idea of him dying. Uh, I still don't know that I love that they went there in the movie, but I'll say two things about it. Uh, number one, I need to sit with it a little more, but the initial impression is, well, I still maybe would have preferred them not to do that. Didn't hate that they did it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was, you know, if they're going to do it, it was, it was fine. Number two, I'm glad they actually committed to it. And didn't yeah. kind of do the Dark Knight Rises fake out yeah. thing. Like, I, I think ha- that would have been it would have been very hard to convince yeah. you that he was not dead. I know Hans Zimmer did the music for both movies, and so maybe it has something to do with that. But this one had a Dark Knight Rises feel to me. Yeah, it really did. It it, it did. Uh, but I really enjoyed the movie. I I, I think it, it lands where I thought it would in terms of the Daniel Craig canon and in terms of Bond as a whole. It doesn't have that push into being one of the elite James Bonds, but I think it's one, at least on an initial impression, of one of the very good James Bonds. I, I would put it at four and a half stars in my initial impression. All right, it's so crazy. I feel like what I expected is exactly what I got, a good maybe great movie i'm at four right now but i i agree with what you're saying about having to sit with it i mean we're we're out here in the parking lot it's 10 after 10 p.m oh yeah i think i might want to just think it through a little bit after saying through a three-hour movie plus 23 minutes of trailers oh, what the goodness. heck what in the world so do what highlights do you want to talk about i, I really liked remy malik's vis, uh, villain okay i thought it was very understated and i thought like that worked very very well he was kind of the he he fit with the typical Bond villain, destroy the world, but he didn't kind of have the over-the-top Bond villain thing going. Uh, really, really good villain. And Daniel Craig has had very good villains uh, throughout his run, except for you, Quantum. What is the villain's goal, though? Just kill everybody? I don't really yeah, get I mean, why. That's, all, that's a typical Bond villain plan. But why? But what? Because sometimes people want to kill multiple people to like bring balance to the world what's the exact goal with this character i I, i'd have to watch it again to say for sure initial impression is it's a bond villain plan i i I don't worry too much about i don't think i did like the villain okay um i liked him i guess i liked him when he was wearing the mask that was just the first scene yeah that was kind of (laughs) cool i'm surprised you liked that scene that had a very horror movie home invasion oh yeah it did make me feel a little uncomfortable but you know what made me feel the worst what's that i hate when kids are in peril and the fact that this kid was uh, in danger the whole time i mean it just makes me so uncomfortable now that i've seen it once though and i know how it will end i'll feel better about it and of course i didn't actually think they were going to kill a kid in this james bond movie but i just it makes me so uncomfortable that would have been wild what do you think about the fact that bond has a daughter well i mean let's be honest She's not the only one running around. I'm sure. So it's the first one we know of. <laughs> it's the first one seen. Uh, you know, I th- I thought it was fine. I mean, especially it's like if you're gonna move toward finality with with Bond, if you're gonna put an ending to the story, uh, it was a good way to do it. I uh, I would say one of the things I don't know 
that a lot of people will pick up on, but it's kind of cool, is we're 25 movies in to the series, and and all the Fleming books you'd think they're they're just wrung dry. Incorrect. The whole Garden of Death concept is a major part of You Only Live Twice, the novel. Oh. So in that 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 novel, Blofeld sets up. He moves to a castle in Japan. I don't recall if it was an island or not, like this was, but similar location, similar setup. And he has this garden, among other things, that's full of poison flowers and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge, huge part of Ian Fleming's novels and or the the one novel. And so kind of cool that that this many movies in. They're still finding major things from the Ian Fleming novels. You know, now that you've had a chance to read through the Ian Fleming novels, do you feel like you're getting more out of the films? I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times they're their own thing. But, yeah, I mean, I think that if Ian Fleming was to write an ending to James Bond, I'm not going to say this would be it, but mm-hmm. it be something like this. Does Swan exist in the books? No. Okay. No. I can't re- really remember, like we talked about in the intro, I don't remember exactly how their relationship dynamics were in Spectre, but in this movie they kind of have a you know, semi-sweet romance. Uh, I mean, is that kind of how it was in, in Spectre? Did, I mean... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, she's, it's like the first love interest that actually stuck. I can't believe well, it. N- Vesper. Yeah, uh, but... Vesper that, did. But she's sort of a uh, bad guy. What's her name? Tracy Bond, of course, from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, well, that didn't really stick. I mean, they didn't make it to the <laughs> they honeymoon. They got married. That's true. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, there was a few of those touch points. Interestingly, I don't remember if you remember this, but very much earlier in the year, I predicted that this would be a parallel to On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I was predicting that uh, Madeline would... would die yeah. in the same way that Tracy Bond did so I was half right Yes, because this was very much playing up the connection to Honor Majesty's Secret well, Service. You told me that there was a line yeah, early the whole, in the film when the they were whole, driving We have all the time in the world is directly from Honor Majesty's Secret Service most notably said right before Blofeld comes by and, and kills Tracy Bond. And then you also mentioned that the music playing during the credits Yep well, the theme was throughout, so the Honor Majesty Secret Service theme was throughout, uh, uh, not throughout, but at a couple key po- components, including in the prologue. But yeah, the Louis Armstrong theme song is playing over the credits of this movie. Yeah, I I agree. I thought, I don't remember you predicting that, but as we're watching that, and when she said that line, I thought maybe she was going to die early in the movie, and yeah. we'd have another Tracy situation. So, I love the, the, the opening, the prologue. I, I it was it's probably the longest prologue. I obviously wasn't clocking it, but uh, I think uh, "World Is Not Enough" is one of the longest. Um, but this, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is longer. Uh, but I thought it was just phenomenal from an action standpoint. The sheer intensity that Daniel Craig has, like his eyes are holy crap. Uh, the scene when they're in the Aston Martin and the bulletproof glass is starting to give and he's just kind of locked out and then he, you know, hits the machine guns mm-hmm. just and then putting around the train. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. So, so good. Yeah, I am. I, I do kind of feel, I guess I do like happy endings better. So I do feel bummed out that they lost all that time together because they both had trust issues, especially in this case, James. And Well, what did you want? Did you want them to, to just sit around? Uh, in domestic bliss for for three hours? Did you think that was what we were going to get? No, not three hours, but maybe at the end. Let them all be together at the end. I don't know if you always like drama. 
<laughs> just go off and play house. So just like you know, you said the inspector, they kind of went off into the sunset together. Yeah. What if they did that? But now with their daughter, it's not a James Bond ending. I, I get it. I just it's say that I think I would have liked that a little bit better than him getting blown up. Okay. Although I don't mind they got blown up because this I do see this as the end of a series. Yeah. Um. I mean, now they're gonna have to go hard reboot. <laughs> No, I don't think they have to do a reboot in that sense. So what do you think they'll do? What's it, what are your predictions? I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But well, I think I, you do have some thoughts. Did you give us the, your predictions at the, yeah, in the intro yeah, or the I, outro? I did it at the end or somewhere. Uh, no, I think it was in the intro, so we just talked but about it. No, the... I'd, I'd still agree with that. There's, It's just like Judy Dench stayed on from Pierce Brosnan to uh, Daniel Craig. There's no reason they can't just go and do another bond. Yeah. I hope they do. I'd be fine if they kept Q and Moneypenny yeah. and, and uh, M like we talked about, but I get the sense total redo. I, I, I think... agree that that's the better prediction, but I would like them to keep yeah. them. Uh, a couple other things. Money. So Logan Ash, yes. when he appears, the moment I saw him on screen, I knew he was a villain. Why is that? Because he was out of place, and then he, it was—it's like the Bond formula. As soon as somebody's tagging along with Felix, and it's out of place, you know, odd man out, instant villain. So I didn't really get that. Does Logan Ash work for the main villain? Yeah. But then he also worked for like the state office or something. He also worked well, he for was, America. He was a mole. In in an American government. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When Felix got shot, I think that was my first gasp moment when I saw that there was a kid. <laughs> I was shocked. You're, you're kind of stuck on the kid. No, I'm just saying the the moments that really shocked me. Okay. Um, what else? What What didn't you like? Outside uh, of the fact that you, you I didn't. Okay, so like I didn't. That. I didn't like um, how long the kid was in trouble. Okay. Outside of Matt Anderson issues, like yeah. what would critique it as a critic? What? I, I do. I disagree with you about the villain. I don't think we really know the exact motivations, other than. He's a fantastic villain. From the energy he brought, all of that. Well, I mean, I I know that his family was killed, but then what? I don't really get how he goes from that. Of course, that messes you up, but to a plan to poison the world? I don't really understand. He's a Bond villain. I know, but you're asking me what what critique. I'm saying that. that, I disagree with that critique. I feel like I don't really know why he is the way he is. So uh, there's that. I mean, there's not. I mean, I did like it. I gave it a four. I do. I. I'll give you a major. I, I, yeah, maybe I didn't. Okay, go ahead. My major critique, and especially going back to Spectre, total waste of Spectre and Blofeld between two movies. Mm, okay. A total waste. I. I mean, you get the rights back, and I get that they're wanting to close out. Uh, Daniel Craig, and so it's certainly not the last time we're going to see Blofeld, and it's certainly not the last time we'll see Spectre, but. For all of this thing of like we finally can do these characters yeah. again, uh, what it? I think this movie by and large makes Spectre better, but not that part of it. So let me ask you some questions. I know the answer is to some, but in other ways, I I, I want to lead you somewhere. So why did the villain want to kill everybody in Spectre? I told you I don't. Well, because oh, that's easy. Yeah, that because, one is easy. Yeah, because. Uh, of Mr. White and Quantum yeah. killed his family. Okay, I'm with you on that. All right. Okay, now let's take it to the next step. Why did he suddenly want to kill James Bond? I don't know why you're so interested in his motivation. What? You just just wait till you hear yourself say this. You, you know, in most other cases, you wouldn't get by with it. You wouldn't let yeah, them off the hook. Yeah, part of the Bond series. Uh, I, I the know. whole world domination thing is one of the tropes. <laughs> I know, but just the fact that you said... 
why do you care about the motivation in other cases? Yeah, you but would never stand for that. This is in other cases. This is James Bond. <laughs> so, I, so I guess. I guess we just don't see eye on this. I don't think James Bond gets a pass because you have to just take the series for what it is. But you do. I mean, the, like the, I, the my whole defense of the series is that you have this set of tropes, yeah, and they're constantly being remixed. Well, tro- one of those tropes is the villain who wants to destroy or take over the world. Okay. Well, let's get past. So I guess uh, let's go to the very end. We didn't stay no, for. No, don't try and bait me. And if you do try, you're gonna have to be more subtle than that. I saw that bait coming. No, I was I was trying to guide away. you to try to answer this question. But if your answer is just, it's just the way James Bond is. I guess if you're fine with that, great. And I, I, I don't care. I don't feel so strongly that it's gonna ruin it for me. I just think the villain could have been better. Um, what do you think of the performance though? Rami Malek was just he, he felt like who Jared Leto wants to be. Hmm. Yeah, I thought he was good for what he was doing. What uh, we we didn't stay for the credits. You had mentioned. To me, that every single and I didn't know this, every single James Bond movie ends with uh, James Bond will return in text form, and I was uh, thinking that probably wouldn't happen in this movie because, as we saw, he he got blown up. Of course, it's going to happen. So we didn't stay. Well, you wanted to leave because you said it, they, you didn't think it would be there. Like earlier, no, I didn't. Okay, let me just back up one step. I don't know if you said this to me on the air earlier or in person when we were walking into the theater, but you said, we have to stay for the whole credits so well, we can see yeah, James Bond will return. I was joking. I wasn't actually wanting to stay <laughs> for the whole credits. And so then, then we got up right away, and I was like, oh, what? I thought you wanted to say. And then you said, it's not. I think you said it's not going to be there. No, no, no. I said it's going to be 10 minutes. Okay. So I didn't want to sit there for another 10 minutes. So I, I Googled, was there a post credit scene? And it just explained that there it does say James Bond will of return. Of course it does. Because yeah. James Bond will always return. Yeah. Every every James Bond movie from now to the end of time will include James Bond will return in the credits. Uh, I kind of felt bad for Money Penny. She didn't really have much to do here. Well, I mean, old Money Penny didn't do anything except flirt with Roger Moore for five I, seconds. I know, but I know you mentioned earlier today that you like that character and you'd be happy if she stuck around. Yeah. Uh, and so. Wouldn't you have been happy if she had more to do in this? No, movie? this is this is the type of things Money Penny and Q do. Uh, Q is great. He, he is. Uh, and gay apparently. It kind of looked like M was going to maybe turn bad a little bit. Um, so okay, I think have we said everything we want to say about this? Yeah, I'm a fan. Not the best Bond, but right in the middle for Daniel Craig. Um, still need to think about elements like how I feel about the very ending. But great movie. Yeah, I give it a four. Four and a, four and a half so stars. Four and a half for Ben, four for me. It's probably the, the main reason for the rating difference is that I don't mind the, children being in peril. <laughs> and not, I, not, I'm not even talking about movies. Oh, just, just in general. general. Yeah. Uh, how many years? So we're here in 2021. What year do we see the next Bond movie in your in your mind? What's your guess? Based on what you know about the history. Okay, that's not too bad. All right, listeners, we're going to now flash back to the past before Ben and I knew how this movie was going to go for an outro. So, Ben, why don't you give us some time travel music? Actually, you might have done it in yeah. the, on the other side, too. So maybe we'll, we'll just use that. We'll use that instead. Right, because this won't sound as good. All right, bye, everybody. All right. All right, good job. Thanks. So, two more two, two weeks for right two now. Weeks till Dune. Dune. I can't wait. All right, see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, we're back, and I have no idea what we thought, but my guess is that I gave it a four. What do you think? <laughs> I, I actually think the same. I think that 
Uh, Spectre to me, I have rated as a four. If I'm being, if you pushed me, it's probably closer to a three and a half, but I like it a lot. Uh, so it's a four, and I think this will be a true four. All right. Well, since we talked so much at the beginning, I will hit the music now. You said you had a question. I'm going to save it for after the credits. Okay. Uh, so, listeners, thanks for joining us here for this spoiler filled review. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiVono. And we're the Sci Fi Christians. Signing off. Goodbye. Christians. Sci Fi Christians. Shaken, not stirred. That's... Let's just say everything we can think and of. I wish I knew how to make a martini. Have you ever had a martini before? I have, but I don't. You know, Do you like it shaken or drink. stirred? I don't know. Because Daniel Craig doesn't care. Yeah. In the first movie, I... at least. All right. For our post credit conversation, there's been rumors that the next Bond could be female. And I, I can't remember if you and I have ever talked about it. So, what are your thoughts on that? And so, Barbara Broccoli has definitively said every single time James Bond is a male character, mm-hmm. he will not be a woman. Correct. And anybody who wants Bond to be a woman, <clears throat> it's like, A, you don't understand the character. B, nobody has anything against having a woman spy. That's fine. In fact, there's been several in the Bond franchise. My fav- One of my favorite movies, Spy Who Loved Me, has a prominent woman spy. Nobody's against it. But you don't do women or feminism or anything else any favors by taking a male character, just swapping the gender, and then keeping all the same characteristics. You know what? This is interesting. stupid. It's interesting you bring that up. Uh, in, in Marvel Comics, there was a recent storyline, and I'm coming back to what you just said, uh, where the mantle of Thor was passed from Thor, who we know, to... Jane Foster. Do you know about this already? Yeah, but that's so, different. But, but let me just say all, the whole thought. Jane Foster gets the powers and then calls herself Thor. And when my wife saw me reading these comic books, she said the same thing you said, which is, that's dumb. Why Why can't she be her own character? Why does she right. have to be Thor? Exactly. I mean, it's dumb for multiple reasons, but I think she the point she was making, I think, is similar to yours, which is let them just have, let this female character have her own yeah. identity, basically. Um with that being said, then, 007 is different than James Bond. And I and think I, that's relevant to this yes, movie. Yes, I was going to say, I, I believe the movie we just reviewed has a character who is designated 007 and is female. But sure, her name is not James Bond. No, but when when that leaked out, there was kind of a Twitter buzz around, oh, the next Bond movie has a female 007. And everyone was like, ah, they're doing it. They're making James Bond a woman. Then you go and you think about where we left off in Spectre, where he retires. Mm-hmm. There's... An, no reason there shouldn't be a double O agent who's a woman. And I think that's what exists in this movie. I I imagine that Bond will chauvinistically steal his number back before the end. All right. As there, he should. There's a prophecy that, that this is. But we're, I know that they've now heard our review, but uh, we're recording this before that. So, all right. That's it for now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.